Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Josh Wiggler here with a very special edition of Everything is Super. This is the very first episode of a brand new Everything is Super spinoff podcast called Extra. Everything is Extra Super. In this podcast series, Kevin Mahadeo and I are getting together to talk about the X-Men Get it? Extra? That's why. Anyway, you got it. Okay, so we're talking about the X-Men animated series from the 1990s that has uh, defined my knowledge of superheroes for so, so long. I know Kevin absolutely adores uh, the X-Men 1990s cartoon series as well, and it's relevant again because Marvel Studios, uh, they now have the X-Men back after Disney acquired Fox, and they have, we've been waiting. What are they going to do? What's their first X-Men move going to be? They've announced it. Marvel Studios has a new cartoon series that's coming out in 2023 called X-Men 97, a direct sequel, a continuation of the 1990s animated X-Men series. Kevin and I are massively hyped about this. We really have no time to be doing anything about it, and yet here we are deciding to create that time uh, by launching the Extra Podcast. It's the Extra Everything is Super Podcast, where every week Kevin and I are going to be talking about an episode of the animated X-Men cartoon, and we will also be using the podcast as a space to talk about various other superhero genre shenanigans. Uh, I'm going to say all of this in the podcast that you're about to to listen to, but I just wanted to tell you all of that right up front, as well as the other major headline. And I know a bummer for some, but this is a patron-only podcast. It's a podcast created specifically for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. It's very conversational. It's super loose. We're doing like no editing on it at all. We're just hopping on the mic after we're done recording a proper episode of Everything is Super, mouthing off for a few minutes about X-Men, and posting it for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. You do not have to be a patron of Post Show Recaps to listen to the podcast, though. As I make clear in this episode, but want to really emphasize for you right now, you can listen to it totally for free on the Patreon website, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. We are making it so that every episode of Extra is unlocked, which means that anyone can just go to the website, press play, and listen to an episode of the podcast. You can't get it in a podcast feed unless you are a patron of Post Show Recaps, uh, but you can listen to it on the website if you are not able to afford it or you don't want to do the Patreon thing, which is totally fine. Uh, you just won't be able to get it in your feed, but you will be able to listen to it on the site. Um, but wanted to put this first one in your podcast feed, so at least you have an idea of whether or not this is something you want to look into to seek out uh, if you're going to have fun uh, listening to Kevin and I talking and nerding out about X-Men. We're certainly having an absolute blast. So you'll be able to listen to it every single week. Uh, Patreon.com slash recaps. We will be posting these right alongside the launch of every Everything is Super episode. So if an Everything is Super podcast drops in your feed, chances are very good that if you go to Patreon.com slash recaps, there will be an accompanying extra podcast as well. So that's enough out of me. I'm going to be talking your rear off about X-Men in just a minute here with Kevin Mahadeo talking about all things animated X-Men, a really fun episode of a brand new podcast that we're really hyped about. Just two friends nerding out about things that we enjoy. A really lovely time. Hope you dig it. Listen in. Have fun. Talk to you soon. Hawkeye. We're, that's what we're doing on the main. Everything is super. It's premiering this week. We're going to be talking about Hawkeye this week. So stay tuned for that. Going to be really, really fun. Okay. X-Men. Bye.
The world outside your window may not be great, but here in the Post Show Recaps patron feed, everything is extra super. Oh my God, it is the start of a brand new podcast. It's that extra podcast in your Post Show Recaps patron feed. It's me, it's Josh Wiggler, joined here by Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, how you doing? Oh my God, optic blast shooting out of your eyes. Ah. God, I've... You, Josh, you have no idea how many times as a kid I would just like lift my glasses off my face, hoping yeah. that like eye blasts would just fire out of them. Ah, ah I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so here's what's happening. You wake up and it's you know the morning, and you see, oh boy, I have a a podcast in my podcast in my patron podcast feed, and it's about the X Men. What are you talking about? Yeah, this isn't a joke. It ain't April Fools. It's the middle of November, folks. Kevin and I are kicking off a bonus Everything is Super podcast series just for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. It is Everything is Extra, a.k.a. Extra. It's going to be our hub for a lot of extra superhero shenanigans here on Post Show Recaps. But very specifically, the anchor for this coverage is we are going to be talking about the X-Men. See, that's why we have that very punny capital X in the title of the podcast. Yeah, we're not then. big fans of just like extra, extra. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we know. could be. We could be. No, we're excited about the X-Men. Uh, if you missed it, very possible that you did. Uh, there was a slew of news on Kevin's birthday, November 12th. It's my birthday. Did you wish him a happy birthday? If you didn't, you are an actively bad person. Um, on <laughs> On November 12th, 2021, Disney and Marvel announced a whole slew of new projects that are coming to Disney+, Plus. Uh, not the least of which is the long-awaited, never-expected-in-a-million-years sequel to the 1990s animated X-Men cartoon that was part of Fox's Saturday morning cartoon lineup, a television show that raised a generation of kids to love superheroes, such as myself, uh, such as Kevin Mahadeo. It's the X-Men cartoon series that defined a generation returning in 2023. And Kevin and I are so jazzed. We both love the X-Men. We've never really had a good excuse to do anything about X-Men. Now we've got a reason to watch the original animated X-Men show that has been on Disney Plus for a minute now, Kevin. Uh, and why would we just do that on our own when we could do that with all of our friends here on Post Show Recap? So Extra has been born. It is going to be a podcast home for a lot of X-Men shenanigans. The game plan is we are going to be watching one episode of the X-Men animated series a week. We will have a really loose conversation about it on here. Supremely informal. We're just going to be bullshitting. We hope that you enjoy that vibe. That's the vibe we are aiming for. And we'll touch on any other random superhero things or other sort of genre nonsense that comes to mind. Hence the extra, Kevin. That is the game plan for this podcast. I, Josh... Josh, this is this is this is crazy. Isn't it We've great? talked about this show so many times. We've talked about this in the Spider-Man ser- animated series, how it defined us. I mean, we were talking about the show back in the Wizard days, and to get to the point here, and just to not be only- clear for anyone who thinks that you and I used to be like wizards and we've been hiding that, uh, there may be people Ooh. who don't know that you and I met working together at Wizard Magazine. No, we we were wizards. What are you doing? Why are you trying to establish our cover, just, Kevin? You just, idiot! You're blowing why, it. What, it just you're blowing blowing it again. This is matter. This is happening. This oh is happening. Oh my god! Classic <laughs> Slytherin behavior, by the way. <laughs> wow! 
aggressive. No, I'm. Uh, that was a brave thing for me to do to speak my truth to the world like a Gryffindor. <laughs> you yeah. goddamn Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Harsh, but true. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about this show forever. I mean, uh, talking about X-Men has been a thing that you and I have just been doing as friends. But it's been that kind of thing where, like, I don't know. There's so much to podcast about. And, like, is anyone going to care? And, like, do we have the time to do it? Do we have the time to do it? The answer is barely. Still no. We're <laughs> making the time. We're, we're creating the time because that's how fired up and excited we are uh, to, to do it. But do we have a reason to do it? Yeah, there's going to be X-Men 97 is the name of the show that's coming to Disney Plus uh, allegedly in 2023. I expect delays. You know, all of this stuff has had some measure of delay. Uh, I don't know, man. This feels separate enough. I feel like they've got to jump start on it. I think this one's happening at its at its predestined time. Um, I, I, I hope it. I hope it does. I just can't wait that long afterwards yeah. now that i know i just i'm like i need it i need it in my veins i need it in my blood my yeah. dna yeah that x gene uh it's itchy uh so what the what the goal is here though is we will rewatch the show we'll watch one episode of x-men a week i think uh we will we will for sure do season one if it, if we get to the end of season one and either people aren't enjoying it as much as you and I are, Kevin, or if we both are just like, wow, we're fried. There's just too much going on. We can't keep doing it. We'll reevaluate. But my my hope is that we're going to be able to do this. I think that this is just like, this is just Kevin and I basically recording a phone call that we would have anyway. Uh, you know, we would uh, probably just as friends do like, okay, they announced X-Men 97. Are we finally gonna just you know do basically an x-men book club and watch the show and get hype for x-men 97 probably yeah that's what we'd be doing anyway for fun so let's just record the fun and uh let this loose for the patrons of post-show recaps i want to say really quickly that we are also releasing this first episode of the podcast in the main post-show recaps feed a few days after we release it exclusively to the patrons first uh so hopefully if that's how you're finding us that this sounds fun that this sounds like a project that you want to get on board with you'll go to patreon.com slash post-show recaps to sign up and get the rest of the series as we are doing it we'll be doing it weekly um and uh you'll get it in your podcast feed as a patron of post-show recaps but also that we're going to make it free to listen to on the website patreon.com slash post show recaps you know that there's a lot of people out there in the everything is super audience who for whatever reason are not going to be able to sign up for the post show recaps patreon that's totally fine um we don't want to clog the feed is a big part of why we are putting this uh on the patron feed and we want to give the patrons something really fun uh just for them that's created specifically for the patreon um but we also want to make sure that you have the means to listen to the podcast as well might be a little clunky a little clumsy to go to patreon.com slash post show recaps and listen to it on the website but that option is available to you. So you will be able to listen to the podcast, join along in the fun, even if you're not a patron of Post Show Recaps. We hope that's a happy compromise uh, for you. The production value uh, for this podcast will probably be seriously low. Like, I think I'll just clip the audio, Kevin, and post it on patreon.com slash recaps. So that's another reason why we're not doing this as like a main Post Show Recaps podcast. We're probably going to be pretty sloppy and unfiltered in here. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fine. Like, the animation of this show, <laughs> what I remember yeah. so old. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so crazy. Um, I'm, yeah, it's it's so surreal being here, dude. I, 
I think, and I'm glad we're doing that first season because that first season I remember being so, so good. solid. It's so good. I think about that last episode, especially like all the time, like both as like a fan and like as a writer. Uh, I just think it brought together so many things. I think about it constantly. I just have vivid memories of watching that episode because that's the one where they fight Master Mold and like there's just so much in that show that's great and like I'm really excited to revisit and talk about. Uh, I'm excited to hear all the sound effects of Wolverine's claws popping and Cyclops' oh my optic glass. Like Jubilee's ridiculous fireworks. Oh man, I'm so pumped. Well, <laughs> I, I think one of the things that's going to be fun for about this is hopefully it's going to serve a couple of different purposes. For one, um, I'm hopeful that this is going to be extraordinarily nostalgic for the people who uh, loved this show, who grew up on this show or found it for whatever other reason um, and are now getting to re-experience it the way that you and I are, or uh, that people are not familiar with the show and are going to watch the show or even just listen to the podcast to hear about the X-Men and are going to get some fun value out of that as well. Like, I think that there are are a couple of different ways that this could hit uh, for people. I think that the podcast will probably be, I mean, there may end up being some spoilers for the future of the X-Men cartoon series in this podcast, as in the cartoon series that has already aired and finished airing in the 1990s. But my memory (laughs) of it is relatively thin anyway, so I don't think that I'm going to go like too deep down that rabbit hole. Um, It's not going to be a totally spoiler safe thing if you've never watched it before. But I also think that so much of this is about the vibe that I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I think uh, you should be safe listening to this podcast if you're concerned about uh, spoilers in a major, major way. Maybe be a little bit cautious, but it's the X-Men cartoon. It's really, really great, but it's not like there's an insane amount of stuff that we are going to ruin for you uh, by any stretch of the imagination if you're just hanging out with us and uh, and, and vibing out with our, our coverage of uh, uh, Xavier's School for the Gifted, Kevin. I look, I'm the opposite of you here, though, like where you're saying your your memory is like rather thin. I, I may not remember my childhood home, but I certainly remember the X-Men series. Yeah. I have flushed out important information to retain memories of the X-Men series. Like, you know, it, it's it's it really did, I think, define for you and I the X-Men as characters, as as part of the Marvel Universe. Uh, this is my introduction to them. Um, you know, this is the, this is a show that that whatever reason I was just like Cyclops is my favorite character, and then I read more comics and I'm like Cyclops is definitely my favorite. Uh, and then as I got older, being like Wolverine, I hate you. Um, but it's gonna be so great. <laughs> he's, he's so, so good fun. in the cartoon, Kevin. Oh, he's. I mean, no, like he's exactly as he as what he needs to be. Uh, he's so good awesome. in the cartoon. Wolverine's so good. They're and all so, so good. They're all so good. They're I'm so, so curious good. about that too. What are they doing with the with the voice actors for this '97 one? A lot of people are apparently good. returning, is what they say. How is that possible? I don't know. Many of them are still alive and ready to work. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're still here. I guess that's true, but we were children. Yeah, but uh, we're also still old farts, and we were, you know, what we were, uh, we were, we were single digits pushing double uh, yeah. when this show initially came out. Uh, and so there's probably people who are coming back who are involved in the show that are like in their fifties, sixties, still able. That's the magic of voice acting, Kevin, is true. that they that's could just step true. back into the booth and get ready to go. Uh, maybe I'm they'll just... sound like slightly more haggard, but that's fine. I'm here for that's that. That's fine. I'm just thinking about like their, I can, I can hear. They the should just get still. Ross Marquand who uh, did the Red <laughs> Skull <laughs> and Ultron. Voice. All of them? Yeah. yeah. He just show up and be all the characters. 
Uh, I can that's... still hear all their voices in my head, like 100%, like not yeah. even like a question. Yeah. I also... Wind! Rain! <laughs> Storms yeah. over the top. This is yeah. so good. Come here, uh... sugar. <laughs> oh, God. The terrible accent. Oh, mon ami, sugar. Oh, mon ami. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> These are the characters. This podcast is going to be a, a, a hotbed of really bad impressions. Also, yes, uh, it's definitely a thing that's. Going I go to where I want to. Yeah. I go where I want to go. Wolverine is so incredible. Uh, the classic. I'm uh, Cyclops. Every... I'm very. Uh, I'm a very straight <laughs> white man. Uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be that, great. It's gonna be incredible. Previously on X Men, I just oh, hear yeah. constantly oh all God. the time. Oh my it's, God! Oh, I I also. I remember where I was when this this uh, series ended. I remember the final episode because, because uh, it was me and my uh, best friend Fernando were hanging out and we went to my aunt's house because uh, one of my cousins was having his Hindu wedding in the backyard. And we were like, hey, the final episode of X-Men, <laughs> the animated series, is showing. We're not yeah. missing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so while part of the wedding was going on, Fernando and I were inside in front of the TV watching the final episode of X-Men because yeah. we were like, we're, we're not missing this. We're absolutely... Because this is back in the day where if you miss it, it's gone. It's gone forever. You're not going to be able to see that uh, again yeah. until now, I suppose. So we were like, no, I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of Hindu weddings. I, I know what's going to happen in this, like, half an hour. I'm fine. And so uh, we went and we watched it. And I remember, I remember vividly the, the exact setup. It, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be stuck in my mind forever now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the show originally ran um, from 1992 uh, all the way through 1997, a five-season yep. run. And as it ends in 97... So the new series shall begin, hence why it's called X-Men 97. And the thing that is wild to me is this cartoon that is very nostalgic for, uh, for nerds of our age, Kevin, uh, is going to be the very first X-Men product that Marvel Studios puts out. Marvel Studios, uh, via Disney, acquired 20th Century Fox, which means they've got the Fantastic Four back. The Fantastic Four movie is already announced, but until now... We had no idea what Marvel was going to do with the X-Men. Um, no plans have been announced other than Kevin Feige saying at a Comic-Con some years ago that the mutants are coming, but no official project, no official name or anything. The first official Marvel Studios project involving the X-Men is a sequel to the 1990s X-Men cartoon. So in addition to that being bonkers, uh, just like actually crazy... Different. Uh, cartoon, uh, actually, in addition, ideas. in addition to that, uh, being uh, totally mad, uh, that it's 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 not just it's not just a crazy thing that this is the first thing that they're doing with the X Men. It's not just a thing that's really exciting for you and I as fans of the show to see how are they going to continue it? Because uh, I do remember the ending, and so I am really interested in how they'll continue the show. Yeah, where does it go from here? <laughs> I would love to not spoil the ending. I do think uh, would be would be fun. Uh, I really do want to try and not spoil anything as best as we can. Um, we'll talk, there's going to be so much to talk about as we go through it. Um, is that I think that this is actually kind of informative, Kevin, as far as what the X-Men could look like when we get them in live action in the MCU. 
because not that we will necessarily get this exact lineup of X-Men, and I want to go down the list of the core cast members of this show, um, but we are going to, um, I think, why would Marvel Studios roll this out first if this wasn't sort of the vibe, the style, if not the exact roster that they are going to want to bring into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that watching this show and letting it wash over you and getting into the characters and what these people look like and how comic booky it is, uh, I think that this feels to me, Kevin, tell me if you disagree, that I think that they would only roll this one out first if they didn't want, because it's so vastly different from the live-action movies. The live-action movies are drab, uh, you know, they have their moments where they pop like Wolverine's claws and actually have like decent stories and decent moments. But by and large, they were making fun of yellow and blue spandex in the first movie. They were very afraid to be a comic book. Um, this is very comic booky. Uh, I feel like it's a palate cleanser, Kevin. I feel like it's a it's a tonal reshifting of what the X-Men might look like in the day when when the time comes for them to return to live action, I expect after the announcement of this project that they will look a lot more like this than they looked like the Fox shit. I think a palate cleanser is the best way to describe it, right? Because it, it's a return to form. Because all everyone knew about the X-Men was the, the Fox films, which again had its ups and downs, way more downs and ups. But this is like the, the I think it's an assurance, right? To, to fans to be like, hey, we know this is the X-Men as you knew them. This is the X-Men that, that you will be seeing when they eventually come in here. Um, so I do think it's very purposeful. It is weird that this is the first foray, but the, I'm all for it because it's an animated thing. But, but, but now, you know, uh, we, we just did the Hawkeye podcast and I refuse to speculate about stuff. But I'm just like, what if this is like one of the multiple worlds? Like, what if this is in the multiverse, right? Like, what if this is a reality oh my God. that exists? Like, it's crazy. I think and so that, to, like, when they come to live action, they bring this team to live action? Essentially, right? Like, obviously not the, the oh voice actor stuff. But like, God. what if that's what happens? Oh. Like, I, I think about <laughs> when the when the, the DC CW stuff was, like, real good, right? Like, they did they did a lot of, like, crisis multiverse stuff in there. And one of the, the, the beautiful things that I, I know that, like, fans wanted to happen and think, like things like that is that there was the Flash 90s show, right? The Flash existed in the 90s, played by John Wesley Shipp, a.k.a. Dawson's dad, who also plays the Flash's dad. And as we find out, Jay Garrick, they made that continuity. Like, they, in, in the in the Flash modern show, they showed, like, nope, that happened on a different world. Like, they brought all that stuff in. They brought in all the other stuff, like the, yeah. the Reeves, Superman, like, all of it. And so, like, to do that here would be amazing, right? Like, just imagine oh if this is, like, you know, a version of a reality in the multiverse. Uh, it's really cool. It's really interesting. Starting off in 97, I think, is is fascinating. I don't know what they – how – like, this is – it's going to be a time period show. I, I'm just thinking about being back in the 90s now. <laughs> I'm so excited. Are we gonna are we gonna have the X-Men like going like popular 90s, late 90s uh, uh movies together? Like what is gonna be going on? I'm so I'm just, it's just uh, endless possibilities. Oh my god. I I really I really can't wait. And if this is the lineup of X-Men that we get as our first live action um X-Men, holy crap, uh we could do worse for sure. So let's let's go down the list. These are the X-Men uh 
wow, you know what? I do think it is just worth saying what the X-Men are. I know that's ridiculous. <laughs> I know that's crazy. But I don't know who wandered in here and is just like, that's oh, true, there's a podcast true. in the Patreon feed. Post Show Recaps covers a lot of stuff. You know, maybe you came here through Succession because you loved our Succession stuff and uh, you wanted to support the podcast. And now there's an X-Men podcast. Like, sure, I'll listen to that. Maybe you don't know what the X-Men are. I don't know. I don't mean to like say most Succession people don't know what X-Men is, but maybe. I don't know. So, Kevin, what are uh-huh. the X-Men, and both in terms of like comic book history and then in terms of like what they actually are? Okay, so I mean, co- I mean, comic book history and what they are sort of all tied together. The X Men uh, launched as a comic book back in 1963, if I'm not mistaken, um, and it was created by Stanley and ooh, Steve did go. Oh, that's that's shameful. I'll, for I'll, me I'll to fact do that. I'll fact check you while you um, while you keep going. Jack Kirby. That. Jack Kirby. Damn, I was I was like, is he did go or Kirby? Shoot, and I I. I flipped the, the, the coin and I missed. You went, you went um, the wrong way. I went the wrong way. Uh, so at this point, right, like you look at stuff like the Fantastic Four uh, existed, um, you know, like Hulk was around. There's all these, uh, obviously the DC characters are all around. And you had these superheroes who, who existed in the world that uh, got their powers from like wild and crazy places, right? Like Green Lantern got a ring from space. Um, you know, uh, the Fantastic Four cosmic radiation, the Hulk got blown up with gamma rays. Um, all these different places and they you know stanley and and jack kirby came up with the idea for the x-men which is basically just like like lady gaga what if they were born this way uh what if these people were born with these powers and sometimes to the point of deformities almost um and existed in this world and were treated like terribly they were ostracized they were outcasted uh these called mutants and so they were rejected by society and this group, the X-Men, essentially formed. Uh, Charles Xavier brought them together in a school to teach them about their powers, to help them control it with the dream of the idea that humans and mutants could live peacefully together. That is how the X-Men got started. That's where they came from. The idea of, like, what if we have superheroes are just born like that? And also, especially in the 1960s, right, reflected the idea of being outcast in society, being treated like this. Um that's how that's that's the gist of the x-men each of them have like unique powers some of them are very subtle like sometimes you can like exist in, in the real world and not know for example Jean gray uh is a character whose power is telekinesis the ability to move stuff with her mind and a little bit of telepathy that becomes a lot of bit of telepathy later um she just looks normal and she could just walk around every day but then you have people like cyclops who has to wear ruby quartz glasses and then on the opposite opposite end you have people like beast who is covered in blue fur and has like giant arms and legs and if someone comes at me and says that beast doesn't have uh blue fur as part of his mutation i know i'm doing a recap don't you dare no, you're doing great. um uh just so like you have all these different levels of mutations and what it means um and then obviously the series has gone off from 1963 to now so a lot has happened but it is essentially the gist of what the X-Men were. And during the 1990s specifically, 1990, 1990, I think it might be, or 91, um, the X-Men launched comics with a new number one, X-Men number one, drawn by uh, a legendary, legendary artist at this point, one Jim Lee, who designed all the costumes that you see in this cartoon or will see in this cartoon if you're new. Um, Jim Lee is a huge, huge, huge figure in comics, uh, written by Clarice Claremont, who was like a classic X-Men writer for decades. Um, and so you had this amazing combo where the X-Men were popping hugely in the comic book world. And then now we're then brought 
the team that you kind of saw in that comic was now brought to animation and brought to TV with this cartoon. So there's a lot of parallels between the the lineup at the very least uh, for what we saw in the cartoon. But that's a that's a quick at least flash to 1990 of 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 the of origins of the X Men to where yep. we are here. And the series drew a lot from the comics. Like this is a very very comics influence heavy show which is really cool uh i'm really excited for you to guide me through that because that's not a lens that i've ever experienced this through um i've read uh many x-men comic books but i would not say i'm anywhere close to being like uh, a connoisseur certainly not a completionist there's no doubt i show you my dad's garage right now it's in florida but like all right when i come out for the wedding you'll have to show me that's right that's right yeah Yeah. I, i could like Ascent, like the essential editions where it's all the black and white ones. Like I have so many X-Men comics and I've sold a couple of them at this point or gotten rid of uh, a lot. But like, I, I also, mm, there's there's a story that, that still makes me upset to this day where I bought uh, a series of X-Men comics from like the uh, uh, a table at one point that was being sold. And at this point in time, uh, I know now, but like, one of the issues was the first appearance of Cable, uh, which is a big thing. And I went to South America and I brought them with me. And my mom oh. made me leave them with my oh. younger cousins. Oh. And they're gone forever. Oh. And they were gone forever. But like that's like I distinctly remember that being like, no. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, well, whatever. That stuff happens. But uh, yeah, so the, the comics are, were huge for me. I After that, like once I got into this show, it was game over. And I just like consume them like a monster um well i love that one of the things i'm really excited about is because i i read i read some of the 90s x-men cartoons the the arc that i remember the most like cannonballs and x-men at this point um magneto is joseph and not with an amazing technical oh boy yeah 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 yeah. uh they go to they go to the shiar empire they go off to space um i'm forgetting who was the artist of that stuff uh, oh, was that Joe Mad? Yeah, it was. It was. It was Joe Mad. Uh, and so like, that was, I, and I also was into like the Bastion stuff. That was like some mm-hmm. Sentinel nonsense. Operation Zero Tolerance. Uh, yep. And so those were the X Men comics that I was reading the most. But for me, I've I've definitely shared this story with you, and I'm sure I've said it on a podcast before. I was uh, hilariously old when I realized you were supposed to read the comics and not just look at the art. Uh, I was like, you know, uh, like 10 or 11 at that point. And I probably should have been reading the comics at that point because my parents had been buying me comics, you know, because uh, they knew I was like into cool stuff like that. And I am going to call it cool stuff. Uh, and I loved the action figures. My gateway into superhero stuff uh, was the X-Men cartoon and the X-Men action figures. Uh characters as my late cousin jeremy's uh father used to call them that jeremy and i would always be in his basement playing with stop playing with your x-men characters uh and i had this moment the other the other week uh jeremy passed away many years ago now uh and has missed out on so many amazing ridiculously nerdy things that make me really really sad but i always i always think about how much he would enjoy all of this stuff and then i get like really jazzed on his behalf the return of x-men would dwarf even uh the the thanos of it all uh there's a very legendary moment where i got engaged to emily and people were calling and congratulating me and my cousin jeremy i missed the call and he went straight to voicemail. And I, I listened to the voicemail expecting that Jeremy was going to be congratulating me on the engagement. He had just gotten out of seeing the Avengers for the first time. And he goes, dude, Thanos, Thanos, 
Thanos, Thanos. And that was the entire voicemail. He would be losing his absolute shit knowing that the 1990s <laughs> X-Men cartoon is coming back. So this one's for you, Jer Jer. Uh, we're doing the podcast and we're, we're yeah, I'm thinking about you the whole way through. I'm, I'm really hyped about it. But it was like the action figures he and I used to play with watching this show together. This is how I really fell in with superheroes. I was playing around as Superman as like a toddler. I would dress up, you know, watch the Christopher Reeve movies and stuff like that. Batman was obviously cool, but the X-Men were my crew. They were my crew and it was these X-Men. So this is like, this is, we are like get, getting into like single digits nostalgia uh, with this show. So I'm, I'm really, really fired up to, to get into it all. Let's talk about the characters. Obviously, Professor X. Yes, in his cool, cool as hell yellow wheelchair. He's a golden uh, wheelchair, golden, yeah. Golden wheelchair. Uh, I, you, you, for people who don't know, should I list off powers real quick for you? Yes, of absolutely. Yes. So, yeah, Professor Xavier, founder of the X Men. Uh, he has the power of telepathy. He is uh, in the world of of this. We're gonna go with is uh, one of the most, if not the most, powerful telepath in the world. Yep, yep. He is a big deal. He's a very, very big deal. Uh, he is the founder of the X-Men, as Kevin has mentioned, and he, uh, really? he gets, he gets that, or is it Jubilee who gets the prestigious and credit? I think Jubilee might have the and. <laughs> uh, here, there's a very easy way to settle. Just watch this. the intro? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we had, I, I put out the call for feedback in the patron discord. Theoretically, if we're going to be talking about the X-Men, uh, now would be a good time to let us know. Uh, and your friend in mine, Drayson, said, I just need at least 20 minutes of discussion on how awesome the theme song is, maybe 25. Uh, and uh, I don't know if we'll go that deep on it, but here is what we will what we will do, Kevin, is how about you and I mute ourselves? We will give the people a solid minute. Of I can, I can the, hear the start of already. The, you haven't hit play. I can hear it. Of the of the X Men theme song, Kevin and I are going to mute ourselves for the next minute. We will play the theme song because Kevin, it is like it is the it's maybe the best theme song to anything. It's it's that and and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, <laughs> those are me, the two. Give me give me those guitar riffs. I've seen like heavy metal covers of both, and I love them. Those may be the two. Uh, and uh, what you'll if you don't know the show at all, if you know the show, you're going to be able to also visualize this. Uh, mm -hmm. If you don't know the show, the incredibly bitchin' '90s rock song that you're about to hear is going to be. Um, it's going to come in conjunction with flashing images of all of the various X-Men. This is like their, this is their cast list. They tell you mm -hmm. who's, who's your crew every single week and they have these epic introductions. This will be informative for you and I, Kevin, because this will be, uh, we'll talk about them in order of appearance moving forward. And I need the refresher, perhaps you do as well. Uh, time to mute ourselves. We're gonna listen to the theme song. Uh, and I believe that it will start with the previously on X-Men. So here we go. Previously on X-Men.
time how am i how am i how am i doing this how, how am i spending time doing this and then i that's what i've been thinking in the lead up to do and then i listen to that and i'm like ah uh i owe it to my eight-year-old self i do to do this podcast that's the best introduction to anything it's so good it's so good it's so anything epic. you know if you get married when you get married kevin and you you've, you've gotten married and then you have the reception and the DJ <laughs> says, Mr. and Mrs. Mahadeo, uh, you have to come out to the X-Men theme. It's the best introduction My for everything. Would murder me. <laughs> you have to. What are you supposed to do? Not do that? Anyway, so it's the best theme song ever. It really is. Uh, you just, you cannot compete with it. Anyway, so in order of appearance then, uh, Cyclops, uh, appropriately getting first billing. He's the leader of the As team. He he is. He is. While Xavier have, has brought them together, Cyclops is the field leader of the team. His power is uh, optic blasts, as they're called. He essentially shoots these uh, red blasts from his eyes, uh, concussive blasts. They don't. They're not heat like lasers. They're actually just like force beams. Um, and he can't turn them off. And so he has to wear these specialized pair of ruby quartz glasses. He has sunglasses, and then he has a special visor that he uses when he's actually in costume out in the field. And as you mentioned, yes, he's the leader of the team, and he is my favorite X-Men character, probably my favorite fav Marvel Comics character. Why is he your favorite X-Men character and your favorite Marvel Comics character? Man, it's 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 so weird because like I do get drawn to the characters who are like sort of like the Superman type, straight legs type, but I think that they have such pathos to them, and Cyclops especially has such pathos. He has a lot of pressure on him as the leader of the team and as a person who is like essentially tasked with Xavier's dream and making it a reality. Yeah, uh, he's definitely done some like stuff that's not great in the comics because it's comic books and drama, but he has a relationship with Jean Grey that I find really interesting. Uh, he has a power that he can't turn off that is like extremely powerful, as has been showcased in the comics themselves uh he could level mountains essentially with his blasts um so i just find the character deeply fascinating and deeply interesting that leader of the team the one who sometimes has to make the hard decisions uh, i won't go into it here because of spoilers but there's a episode like one there's a decision he has to make and i love how his story comes full circle at the end of that first season like there's just a lot to that character i find really fascinating and really interesting and in the comics especially now i think it's such a great journey for this character that i wish the right people would be handling it a little better. Um, they're obviously doing something very different, but I think where that character was headed was so like smart if done right. And they kind of like wonked it out in the, in the actual comics themselves. But yeah. Horribly mistreated in live action. Uh, James Marsden, he played Cyclops. Great. He was casting. such a great casting. Great, great casting. casting. Uh, horribly written, misused. Uh, he should be the main character. It's crazy. Uh, he is, he is the, he's, he's, when I think of the X-Men, I think of Cyclops first, uh, yeah. first, first one I think of he's inseparable because the next one on the lineup is the most popular X-Men is one of the most popular comic book characters of all time. Uh, and is somebody who has been associated with a lot of different things. Uh, certainly X-Men, of course he's a mutant, but he's also been associated with the Avengers from time to time. He's been uh, like a member of every team. Of everything. It's Wolverine. He's everywhere. He's like Roy Kent. And I still think that Roy Kent should be Wolverine in the live Wouldn't action. Great casting. Uh, let's get Brett Goldstein as Wolverine. But Wolverine gets second billing here, which I think is really appropriate because he is obviously a force. And he's obviously such an important part of the show. And he's so important to the X-Men mythos. But I feel like uh, he is just used 
so well on this show. This was once again from Drazen who said, I want some commentary on how the animated series gets Wolverine right while balancing the rest of the ensemble and not letting it become the Wolverine show. It's absolutely a thing that, that this is- uh, show does. 100% accurate. Uh, just a quick recap. Wolverine, member of the X-Men, obviously. His powers is that he has animalistic senses, so he has like great smell, great hearing. Uh, he has a bit of a ferocity to him, but he is not part of his powers, but he has an exoskeleton made, or not an exoskeleton, an actual, his actual skeleton is covered in adamantium, which is the second hardest substance in the Marvel Universe uh, behind vibranium. Uh, he also has uh, a series of claws, three claws on each hand that he can pop out and stabby stab people with. Um, and yeah, Wolverine, I think, is utilized. He'd be a great subject show. for why, eh? Uh, as a great Canadian superhero. <laughs> as a Canadian? Yeah. Oh, he's, yes, he is from Canada. He is Canadian. Um, but he is, I think, utilized perfectly here. He has that balance. It has become the Wolverine show. If you look at comics, if you look at the, the Fox movies, it's all Wolverine all the time. And like for me, when I was watching a cartoon, I liked Wolverine in the animated stuff. I liked Wolverine in the comics I was reading at the time. But where Wolverine is now, I kind of hate him. Not him, but like the way he's used. He's just overused. He's overhyped. People really love him. And, like, it kind of grates on me because it's the detriment of a lot of other characters. And, yes, to Cyclops to an extent. Uh, but that's a whole other conversation. But in the show, I think he is utilized perfectly. He is a foil to Cyclops, where Cyclops is the leader who has to be, like, kind of rigid. Wolverine is the wild child uh, of the group. He does what he wants. As he says, I go where I want to go. He does whatever he wants. I and go people are just like, where I want to go. And that's the thing, man. People are just like, yeah, Wolverine, he's so cool. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, you're in the middle of a thing. What are you doing? Like, they could be in a moment and, like, Cyclops be like, Wolverine, we're fighting Magneto. You should hang back. And Wolverine be like, no, I'll do what I want. And it's just like, you moron. You are covered in metal. And yeah. you, hey, it's a whole It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And uh, God bless Hugh Jackman and Wolverine boosting his profile. Without that, we don't know what a Hugh Jackman is, most likely. Uh, and, you know, he's a, he's a force. But the Wolverine that is defi- that has defined pop culture for the last... 20 it's plus years <laughs> it's not it's well no it is hugh jackman but that's not but that's not that's not wolverine no nope. it's it's not really it's not really wolverine small guy you know short guy yeah. he's tough he's really he's, tough he's he will, short he's gruff and he's hairy as hell <laughs> yeah like he is he's a he's i was gonna say he's a beast but no that's another member of the team we'll talk about him soon uh and he's just he's it he was also covered in hair but a different color uh he's ridiculous he's such a he, i love wolverine uh and i feel like such a poser when i talk about how much i love wolverine but it's because of this it's because of this depiction of wolverine totally savage incredible great character really excited to to dig deeper into wolverine and maybe make it cool to like wolverine again um third billing rogue and it's not anna paquin it is not man if you're a rogue fan i can only imagine what it was like watching the x-men or live if, action films or if your only exposure to rogue is through the live action x-men movies and uh anna paquin's portrayal you're in for a big surprise of the rogue of the x-men tv show so what's really interesting is the the rogue of the X-Men TV show is uh and, and cartoon and just a comics. Uh her ability is the same. She's able to absorb people's powers and essentially essence by touching on to like touching them. Uh so she can't actually physically touch anyone, which is a really dynamic like power set, right? 
Um, but she also has other abilities that we never saw in the movies. Uh, the show actually explains how she got them, so we'll get there where we get there. But those powers include flight and super strength. Uh, something that Anna Paquin was not doing. But the rogue that you see in this show is like picking up cars and tossing them. Uh, it's, it's she's great. Yeah, she's super... and she has a dope leather jacket she wears all the time. She's super strong. She looks awesome. She's got this yellow and green outfit and the brown leather coat and the huge white streak in her hair. Uh, and her incredible uh, southern accent. Uh, her voice is just amazing. Sometimes she gets like really screechy voice when she oh, gets yes, upset. She uh she's awesome i love rogue rogue is one of my favorite characters in comics uh and uh in thanks in no small part uh to the rogue of the cartoon i just thought she was the best i thought she was so cool just flying around kicking the crap out of anything yeah um and it is it is such an awesome power this i you know she has such a big heart and to not be able to 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 follow that with uh with physical touch uh without extreme risk and danger is a powerful story to tell. Uh, and I think that the cartoon has some nuance to it. I think my memory certainly is that, like, they really go there in some interesting ways in in the show. Um, uh, they definitely do. One yeah. of my favorite things about her in the show, though, as I mentioned, there's the leather jacket. It's of note. She wears, like, essentially a skin-tight outfit underneath. Uh, and then there's a the leather jacket, but she also has a belt that hangs onto nothing. Nothing. Because it's a skin-tight outfit. So it's just yeah. a belt around her waist. It's not even a tight belt. It's a loose belt. Yes. So it's, uh, it's incredible. Fourth billing, Storm Wind. Yes. Uh, this absolute Recites queen. Recites a poem every time she uses this power. <laughs> absolute queen, Storm flying into the scene. I, I mean, love literal, Storm. Literal <laughs> yes, yes. Aurora Munro, uh, Storm, uh, with her huge white hair, uh, yes. her incredible costume, uh, and just uh, absolute authority in every room she walks into. Storm rocks. It's funny because like you, 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 the people we listed us so, so far, Cyclops, you're just like, I guess he has one eye, but it's like, no. Uh, Wolverine is just like, so he's like a, an animal. It's like kind of uh, rogue. Uh, what's her deal? Like, is she a thief? No. Oh, she steals people's does powers. She, does she do store? Oh, that's true. Uh, does she, does she control weather? Yes. Nailed it. Got it. Yes. That's her. Yes. And that is his power. She's able to control the weather, uh, generate weather, dissipate weather. Uh, she, she is insanely powerful. And uh, for a time uh, as well, was the leader of the X-Men too. Um, and in fact, a lot of people have been at this point. Um, but she's yeah, basically, she's, she's like, she's like Cyclops's right hand uh, in, yes. in a lot of ways. Like she is, she's like the next in line for, for the X-Men leadership. Absolutely. And she's a very like kind, motherly overseeing figure as well. Um, like she, as you'll see, she gives a lot of guidance at times to Jubilee, the newest member of the team that we'll be talking about. Uh, she's a great, great, great character with a rich history in the comics and who's severely underutilized. Like we talk about Cyclops being underutilized, like Storm definitely got the short end of the stick of the films as well, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, she did also have that terrible line in the first movie, but what uh, happens to a great, frog great when it's struck by lightning? Struck by lightning. Yeah. Uh, or a toad. Him. Sorry. Yeah. Disrespect to Ray Park. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great, great character. And just recites a poem every time she essentially time. uses her 
leftovers. She doesn't have to. She just does. She loves it. Um, Beast, another person who loves to recite poetry, Dr. Hank McCoy, um, who I feel like they actually did a decent job with him. One of the only things that I felt like was decent in X-Men The Last Stand, at least the casting was pretty good of Kelsey Grammer and covering him in the blue fur and everything like that. Uh, was at least halfway decent and the one one of very few compliments I'm willing to pay that movie. We're not watching the live action X-Men movies anytime soon, by the way. Uh, like maybe someday that's not on the list. We're not we're not polluting this podcast with uh, with any of that stuff. Uh, we would love to move yeah, that's on for a different podcast. That would be um, great. We would love to move on from that. Uh, talk about Beast. Yes. Beast. Hank McCoy. Um, so he is he is a doctor. He his powers essentially originally that he had like um, these like big, th- like big hands and big feet and is like uh, agile with them. He has strength. He essentially has beastly features. He did not originally have the blue fur. He's also hyper intelligent. He's extremely smart. The blue fur came through a course of an experiment that he did to himself, yada, yada, yada. But he's also in the world of the, we'll see here covered in blue fur. So he's very beastly, but despite his appearance, he is extremely educated, extremely well-spoken. It creates this wonderful contrast between this character that I think is really cool, right? Like, cause you see him, he looks ferocious, but he's actually the most well-spoken and well-educated member of the X-Men. And you look at Wolverine, you're like, that's a beast, <laughs> you know, like, right. it's really, it's really interesting and really cool. And he has a really interesting uh, arc and involvement in the first. Uh, His season, season one story is awesome. I yeah. love the way that beast is used in season one yeah uh, really, that's all really we'll good. say for now yeah for sure we'll get into it it's really 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 great and just a, a brave a lot of brave storytelling choices on this show uh which is why i think it captured a lot of imaginations it's risky uh is the x-men cartoon show uh and beast is going to be uh, a part of that um okay so the next one up is perhaps one of the more controversial figures uh of the uh of the 1990s x-men lineup yeah uh, I want to throw it to Poster Recaps patron Josh Lemer, uh, Jarek himself, uh, who asks us, I would love to hear your thoughts on Gambit. Uh, in many circles, Gambit. a polarizing character. Some X-Men fans absolutely love him and think he's awesome. Others despise him and find him annoying. In many cases, it seems like the difference maker is whether or not you grew up and experienced the X-Men for the first time through the 90s cartoon, with those of us who did being in the positive camp. Um, Gambit. Uh, Kevin, uh, who is Gambit for people whose only exposure to him is Taylor Kitchen X Men Origins? Even though uh, Felipe is saying that was he was the best part of Wolverine Origins, and it's not close. Uh, and uh, we uh, Ryan also backed that, and it was his only exposure to Gambit was X Men Origins. But give us the Gambit spiel because this is a big character in this show. It's huge, huge character. So uh, Gambit Remy Lebeau, who is uh, from New Orleans. And, you and he'll let you, he will not let you forget. Real, real, yeah, real, real heavy accent. That is probably Come a on, Shia. Um, but <laughs> his so ability, <laughs> it's, it's really not good. His ability is that he essentially can turn potential energy into kinetic energy. Long story short of it is that he's able to charge uh, objects uh, and make them explode after a period of time. What he normally does it with is playing cards because he can throw them as projectiles to make them go boom on people. Very um, comic booky. Very, very comic booky. He, uh, he is a former uh, thief and spy who, uh, who, who worked with the. I think they're the Guild of Assassins. I yeah. think they're called. Um, and so uh, he has like this dark background to him. 
here's the thing. Gambit is just one half Cyclops, one half Wolverine squished together. You have Gambit. He has the like sort of attitude of of uh, of Wolverine, the shady pastness of it all, uh, and he has like the the almost like like the, the the projectile style abilities of Cyclops, and he's not as like crazy. You know, he's not as rigid. He's not as loose. So like people people love Gambit. I don't hate Gambit, but I'm very much on the like. Yeah, it's Gambit. He's Gambit. There's two other characters that are that are a little bit better than him in both their own ways. Yeah. So, like, that was my thing in, of Gambit, is that he was never quite as good as either Cyclops or Wolverine. Yeah, he is definitely, like, uh, a B version of both of those characters, but I would be... And I'm really, I'm really excited to re-engage him uh, here, and I'm a little bit of a blank slate, and I'm a little... I'm basically ready to be disappointed... Um, but I'm I'm open. Um, but I would be a bold faced liar if I didn't tell you I thought Gambit was super cool as a kid. <laughs> I thought Gambit was awesome. The trench coat, the staff. I don't know why he was wearing like a survivor buff over his head, but to, like to cut out the face part. Yep, uh, it's very such, weird. Such a such a specific look for for Gambit, and he's got like the black eyes with the red pupils. He's cool and i can't quite explain it other than that in my memory anyway and so i don't know i know a lot of people don't love him uh i know that there are certainly people who have huge problems with him i think there will probably be ways in which he is very problematic from a modern lens only imagine looking back (laughs) at him i feel like he's gonna get canceled pretty quickly uh, (laughs) on the extra podcast uh so we'll find out um but i'm i'm excited to to get back into it with with Gambit, uh, who has uh, a uh, a couple of uh, he, I think that the, the funny thing about Gambit, if I'm remembering this right, is I feel like the other X Men really don't like him either. <laughs> I mean, Rogue does, but she like Rogue plays hard on him. But yeah, uh, but I think yeah. a lot of the other X Men are not huge Gambit fans. Well, they also and don't trust him because of his background and his shadiness. Well, I regardless, I Gambit will have a role to play in a very cool thing in season one at the very least. Uh, so uh, that'll be cool to to get to when we get to it. Jubilation Lee, aka oh Jubilee, does the mall rat like chili dogs, Kevin? Jesus Christ. Okay, so if you couldn't tell from Jubilee's name, her power is fireworks. She can shoot fireworks from her hands and fingers. That's her deal. She is the youngest member of the team, the newest member of the team. Uh, and that was sort of her purpose in the comics. She is sort of the the entry point for new readers. She's that like POV into the X-Men Previous to her, it was Kitty Pride. She essentially was the new Kitty Pride, similar to Kitty Wolverine took uh, uh, Jubilee under his wing for a long period of time. Uh, she, uh, she is the most 90s. She is so 90s. Uh, she loves the mall. She talks in a very specific California way. There's a lot of Jubilee that is like just of the time. There's a lot of people that love Jubilee. I am not. <laughs> I just, uh, just a, her, her name being Jubilation Lee and her powers and fireworks. I'm just like, oh come on, guys. And like, I get, I, I don't mind it for a lot of older comic book characters. Yeah. I like the Riddler being Edward Nigma, but like Jubilee was just like one too far for me. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, I'm I'm really excited about Jubilee. I think she is a totally ridiculous character 
who uh, I I don't have supremely strong feelings about. I believe the line that I misquoted is, does a mall babe eat chili fries is something that she Oh, man, say. I thought it was also does a mall rat like chili dogs. Uh, oh, man. Misquoted. I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's the second thing. We'll find out quickly. That's a line that's going to happen relatively first early episode. on. Uh, yeah. I believe it is the first episode. Uh, Jubilee, she'll be our entry point character. Uh, you know, that that's that's something to look forward to is we'll spend a lot of time with Jubilee in the first episode. Uh, so you'll know really quickly whether or not she is for you. Um, the next character is, I guess, the last character for us to talk about because uh, Professor X gets the and credit. We talked about him first. Um, if there is a with credit, uh, it goes to Jean Grey. Uh, who is uh, a, a really great character as well, who has been uh, horribly, again, dis uh, mis misused, abused uh, in, in live action over the course of uh, the many incarnations from Famke Jansen to Sophie Turner. Talk me through Jean Grey, Kevin Mahadeo. Well, first off, I am excited to get to watch a good Phoenix story for the yes. again. So uh, many people, so many people in the chat, uh, in the poster recaps, Patreon Discord, uh, were all hyped about the Phoenix saga. Which, if you don't know what that is, um, that that's great. You'll discover it if you do know what it is, and it's not because of the comic books or this show. Then it's because of some shitty movies, and so you still don't know what the Phoenix Saga is. It's really, really great. Ariel had asked, "Can the can the X Men cartoons adaptation of the Phoenix Sagas ever be topped in live action?" Don't think so. Probably I think they, not. They tried, and I don't think the MCU should try it. They tried twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So Jean Grey is uh. Uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, she is a telekinetic and a bit of a telepath, meaning she can move stuff with her mind and she can read other people's minds. Um, and she starts off, you know, like with like great telekinetic abilities, not great telepath abilities, but she becomes one of the most powerful mutants in the face of existence uh, in the comic books. Um, and she is sort of like Xavier's, like where, where like, you know, uh, like Storm is sort of like that that motherly figure for a lot of people. Like Jean is like the rational one in the theme. She's like the team's conscience, basically, and serves a lot as Xavier's like right hand person, more so than Cyclops, where Cyclops is a fuel leader. Jean is almost like his confidant. Um, and it's really crazy because her name is Jean Grey, which is her real name. Everyone else gets a code name. In the comics, she went by Marvel Girl for a long time, but now it's just Jean Grey. Uh, and then it becomes Phoenix for a later, but that doesn't happen yet. Uh, so that's Jean Zeal. She's in a relationship with Cyclops. Uh, and Wolverine comes along. It makes that real difficult for everyone. Super on a regular awkward. Basis. Yeah, this is uh -huh. something that the movies uh, tried to adapt. Uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, they they didn't quite get it. Um, but the but the basis of it is, you know, grounded in um, in the source material. Uh, that yeah. this, uh, this love triangle is a thing. And we will see it play out in the X-Men cartoons. But Jean Grey is I mean, more you, than just a love interest. If you, if you are a Lost fan, you've seen this relationship. It is Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. Yes, 100%. basically. 100%. They, they literally lifted it. it is more that. or less. Yes. Uh, I don't think that we've ever talked about that on Down the Hatch, but absolutely. I mean, I don't think it's exactly what they lifted it from, but it is so hard if uh, to not see it once you see that comparison. 
Uh, yep. it's, it's totally there. Um, so that's the lineup. Those are the characters that we're going to meet. We'll meet other characters as well. We'll leave those as surprises. There's a lot of various X-Men, uh, you know, people from the X-Men universe that show up across the show, as you would imagine. Uh, some who work with the X-Men, many who fight against them, uh, some who do both. Uh, and we get to see a really colorful array of characters across the show. But these are, if there are series regulars, on an animated uh, television series. These are them. Uh, and so these are the people that we will hang out with as we get into the show. So Kevin, we're gonna, let's, let's start wrapping up. Um, the first episode of the X-Men animated series is Night, of the, Night Sentinels. of the Sentinels. I already knew. <laughs> it's a, it's a two part episode. How do you want to do this? Do you want to watch the, the, we're doing two Hawkeyes next week. Do you want to do two X-Men or do you want to break should... it up? No, we should for this one because I believe it premiered being a two-parter as well. It back didn't. When it, first came uh, out. it originally it, did not? So it originally aired on Halloween, nineteen ninety-two, and then part two was November seventh, nineteen ninety-two. So they oh, did man. they did split it up in uh in the real time. So if that's the I guess reason, when they just it's gave not, it the yeah. the video of Pizza Hut. It was one video then because I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm happy to do this however you want. I I think maybe to be kind to our brains, why don't we do one? Let's do part yeah. one. So we're gonna. It's it's a two parter. It might be hard for you out there to not just go into the next one. Uh, and you know what? If you binge X Men, good for you. Have fun. We'll be we're gonna be taking it apart much slower than that. But uh, don't let us stop you having fun. Um, but we will just do part one of Night of the Sentinels next week. This podcast should really just be fun for us, Kevin. It should not be work. Uh, I'm, so, I'm gonna have a blast. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already having such a good time. An optic I'm, blast. I'm even. having, I'm having such a good time. Uh, Extra is also gonna be a place where we can round up uh, various other superhero nonsense that's happening out there in the ether because there's so much uh, that is that is happening. Uh, there's there's probably a lot that's going on. I mean, right now the Hawkeye premiere is happening. We had uh, a uh, our Hawkeye podcast. We hopped off of. Uh, I don't know which order people listened to these in. Did you listen to Extra first and then Hawkeye, or did you listen to Hawkeye and then Extra? I don't know. But we recorded Hawkeye first, and we had a ton of fun there. And then we came on here and did the X Men podcast. I don't have anything additional Hawkeye to say other than I'm just going to keep saying the word Kingpin over and over again to Kevin and hope that I cause him to have some kind of aneurysm. I mean, it's likely <laughs> you will, and then I will. Uh, I think <laughs> that that is possible. What else is going on? Uh, the director, Jane Campion, will never direct a superhero movie. I hate them. Exclusive. This is a headline from Variety that is making the rounds right I now. I don't even know who that is. And is getting absolutely trashed by people. Like, why are we asking all these directors about their takes on superhero movies? It's stupid. Stop asking them. And then I don't know who did it, but somebody uh, photoshopped uh, a, a Variety tweet uh that was uh, alfred hitchcock will never direct a superhero movie and his quote being i'm dead exclusive <laughs> uh which i think is great uh so that's a that's an extra thing that's happening in the superhero space right now stop asking these people if they're going to direct superhero movies we don't care we don't, they yeah, like no, superhero I, movies no one cares just let it go i, I don't want to know what Dennis knew whatever Villanueva says about super. I don't care. I don't care. No Stop cares. asking them. I don't care. Leave it alone. I, why would you ask these people? You know that they're not going to like them. Like, why Why would you? Oh, Stop just, it. Just, anyway. 
Everyone just stop. Everyone relax. Yeah. Just let everybody have uh, have a good time. Uh, I'm on comicbook.com right now because uh, my friend Charlie Ridgely uh, was the guest on the Succession Feedback Show this week, Kevin, and he is a reporter over at comicbook.com. So I thought I would just go over and check comicbook.com's front page to see if there was anything interesting uh, over there. And the first article that I see is from another friend of mine, Spencer Perry, who wrote, uh, Danny DeVito fans remember his classic roles on his 77th birthday. Uh, He's 77? Yeah, Danny DeVito is 77. That's the news. I remember when we used to, like, when Wizard did stuff way back in the day, Danny DeVito was one of the people, they're like, Wolverine. (laughs) Yeah. Wolverine, fall back. Sorry, had to do it. Just had to sneak my way towards that. Warp! Yeah. Uh, we cannot. We're not going to talk about the Spider-Man trailer, folks. Uh, there was a Spider-Man trailer. It came out. This would be like a place to do it. And I think in the future, Kevin, uh, you will either have to mute during trailer conversation or something, or you'll have to face your fears in to some degree. But I don't going to do that. Uh, but I, but I, uh, I don't think uh, we're going to do that for Spider-Man because it's Spider-Man and it's highly spoilable and people don't want it. So we're not going to do that. This is just like a small sample of the types of extras that we'll we'll try and hit on this podcast. Uh, in addition to talking through X-Men, Kevin, that's a, that's extra one in the books. We'll watch an Woo! actual X-Men next week. How are you feeling about I that? Know, I'm really I've been pumped as hell. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It'll be amazing. So if you're in the main feed listening to this, go to patreon.com slash post show recaps on Wednesday nights, Thursday mornings. The post will be up. You'll be able to listen to it on the website for free without being a patron of post show recaps. I want to make sure that you know that that is available to you. You do not have to pay money to listen to the podcast. You have to pay money to listen to the podcast conveniently, uh, but not to listen to the podcast period uh we hope you understand we really want this to be super easy for us to do it's the only way this thing even exists so uh whether or not you understand that's just the reality of the situation so that's the that's the spiel that's the podcast we are going to be having such a great time doing this one i'll close this out with the x-men theme because why not uh kevin we'll be back next week talking about the night of the sentinels Ah. so long bub (laughs) previously on x-men 